Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. But I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. TGIF Super Talk Mississippi. Thank goodness it is finally Friday. If you have holiday-itis, here it is. You're here to the weekend, and many of you will have a long week next week of some good time with your family and friends. Plenty of time to take in those good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us, and we've also got sweet potato fudge, sweet potato casserole cake something another sweet potato bread sweet potato sausage balls what else am i looking at over there miss sylvia well there's some cookies over there and something we call bonbons and a sweet potato log roll that's filled with the cream cheese and i didn't even want to get you started on that (laughs) so if you're jealous you should be because as i told you yesterday we got our thanksgiving food conversation started and many of you said it wouldn't be thanksgiving without either a sweet potato pie or sweet potato casserole and i said hold your sweet potato talk because we have today in studio here on good things uh miss sylvia who's a director for the mississippi sweet potato council we know that this is a busy time of year for our sweet potato farmers in terms of gearing up for the holidays and it's one of the most delicious things we're going to have on our plate coming up next week now over on the good things facebook group we've gotten this uh, conversation sort of started on how you like your sweet potatoes best on thanksgiving so i started a poll earlier this morning with sweet potato casserole sweet potato pie I offered an other blank, and then one of our listeners did put in, I prefer them in the dirt, so they're not a fan of sweet potatoes, but you'll be good to know that out of almost 200 guesses, only four are not necessarily a fan of sweet potato, and I would say to that, you haven't had sweet potato fudge yet, um, but we'll get to that. So going on now, we've got 88 for sweet potato casseroles in the lead with about 20% with sweet potato pie. So if you want to cast your vote, you can do it over on the Good Things Facebook group, where you're always welcome to chime in on the C Spire text line, 601 I don't think many of us realize, uh, Miss Sylvia, how big of a production sweet potato farming is in the state of Mississippi. So what are we looking at in terms of sweet potato production in our state? Well, we have about 25,000 acres, first of all, and that is second in the nation behind North Carolina. And that's a lot of acres of sweet potatoes. And they're basically uh, all concentrated in Callahan, Chickasaw, Webster, um, Northeast Mississippi. There's a few in other parts of the state, but a lot of them live there close together and know each other. And the sweet potatoes were brought to Vardaman area in 1915, and it's been growing ever since. It started out probably just as little garden uh, sweet potatoes, and then the families realized they could sell them, and then it just grew. 
and grew and now we have about a hundred farm families that grow sweet potatoes in the state of Mississippi. Is there a reason why the Vardaman area other than it just caught on like wildfire so to speak in terms of growing sweet potatoes? Is there something with the climate or the you know the soil or the just the people that make? Well it's a combination of those three we feel like. Um, at first we think it was the soil and then the climate although the last few years have been kind of difficult uh, is um good for sweet potatoes and then uh, now of course we're in third fourth and fifth generation farmers so they have all that expertise and you know they uh, as i say they know taters and they know how to grow them so um we just feel like we're very fortunate to have that concentration there in our local area and people know vardaman sweet potatoes when you say anything about vardaman they'll say oh can you bring me a box of taters and you know so um they are very popular in there there's a reason for that because they are very good they are very good in fact i think vardaman is considered the sweet potato capital of the world yes, would that be fair that is true um governor bill waller when he was serving uh, uh jc's were starting at the sweet potato festival and they came down to jackson and they asked him to proclaim vardaman the sweet potato capital of mississippi and he told them he was a productive progressive thinking governor and he said let's don't call it that boys think big let's call it the sweet potato capital of the world well there you go so that's how we got that title but you'd probably do send sweet potatoes all over the world at least out of artiman do oh, is yes. that correct yes we do export uh some to europe now and um we don't really sell too much um in the extreme west because california raises sweet potatoes as well and it's uh, more economical for them to buy closer to home but uh we send to most every state and canada and we have sent to Mexico as well. So coming up next Thursday when we all bite into either our sweet potato casserole or sweet potato pie or however it is that you like them, uh, Darren and Jackson says sweet potato biscuits, which sounds utterly amazing. Oh, yes. Um, is there a good chance that when we're shopping in our grocery stores in the state of Mississippi that those sweet potatoes probably came from vardamans yes we definitely try to get the grocery stores in the state of mississippi to buy from uh, local farmers and to buy mississippi sweet potatoes and a lot of the the uh, sheds have their own labels and you have to kind of look on the box to see the word vardaman but there are some sheds that use what we call a generic box and it just says mississippi sweet potatoes on it and so if you see that you know for sure that they're coming from the vardaman area so it sounds like there's no excuse not to at least support a Mississippi farmer when it comes to sweet potatoes because there's usually if your grocery store don't have there's a good chance your grocery store has it you just you have the option to choose it right and if they don't if you ask and they're not buying from Mississippi we have a list of source of the sweet potato farmers that sell to grocery stores and they just need to contact I mean there's no reason not to be selling Mississippi sweet potatoes in Mississippi which I think is it's just pretty cool and I always like to think of the sweet potatoes that darling of Thanksgiving as well as sort of the Mississippi fall um, produce because it's just well it's sweet but then it's healthy for you and there's just all these good things with it but I know you mentioned like now we have third generation or, or, or more farmers at least in Vardman or Mississippi and that includes your family so how did you Miss Sylvia get did you marry into sweet potato farming or did did he marry into sweet potato farming? No I definitely married into sweet potato farming my, my father was a, a cotton farmer 
farmer and had uh, grain tractors, and I married a sweet potato farmer with red tractors. So I had a big <laughs> learning curve. And but we've been uh, married for 47 years, and then he was doing it before we married. So he's got over 50 years invested in sweet potatoes, and so I think he knows pretty well uh, everything about it. In fact, I kid him sometimes and said, "Even your blood is orange, because you just know and think and talk sweet potatoes all the time." Well, when you first got married, I have to think that you think, "Oh, cool! I'm marrying a farmer. Sweet potatoes are delicious," and you think of all these different ways to use them. In 47 years, Miss. Sylvia, are you ever like if you bring another tater in this back back you know back door, you know I don't know what I'm going to do with it, or have you just continued to sort of evolve with what you can do with sweet potatoes in your own home? Oh, I have been. I've I'm an evolver. I uh, definitely love sweet potatoes. I love to try them new ways. Every year at the festival, we have a cooking contest, and I learn new things and new ways. And this year, particularly, I remember walking around in the room after the uh, dishes had been judged and sampling things, and I was just saying, "Oh, I love this, love this. I always want all the recipes." So, uh, yeah, just learned as we went along, and then. Seemingly, at first, um, Vardam and sweet potatoes were not known so very much. And so one of my passions is agriculture and then promotion of what I know best. And so I really started hard working. I started with American Farm Bureau uh, with the support of Mississippi Farm Bureau, taking sweet potato goodies to uh, American Farm Bureau. And people would stand in line and then get one little sample and go back to the back of the line and stand in line again. And so I saw how popular they were, and I thought, we really need to be really promoting this and really working on this and letting people know they're right here in Mississippi. They're right in North Mississippi. You can buy Mississippi sweet potatoes all day long. You can. I love the name of your show, Good Things About Mississippi, because this is one thing that I've told school kids, you know, so all the times we're at last on the list, but in sweet potatoes and good good sweet potatoes we're number one and you know sweet potatoes is one of the first and only vegetables many kids will eat right <laughs> so right. if they don't eat anything else if you can cook up a good sweet potato and put a little butter and even brown sugar if you absolutely have to you can feel good as a parent that they think they're getting a treat but you're actually giving them something you know nutritious for for dinner not to say that the white potato doesn't have its place either but the sweet potato has a special flavor to it of all its own speaking of of. Many are coming through on the Good Things Facebook group, Miss Sylvia, as well as on the Ceasefire text line. They're talking about their favorite way for sweet potatoes is yams. Is there a D- a difference between yams and before you answer that though we'll leave you hanging because i hear the the break is coming up so there you go you're going to hear it from a sweet potato farmer out of artem mississippi's mouth what the difference or if there's a difference between yams and sweet potatoes coming up next here on good things This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. 
This is Good Things. I discovered it in carpool. With Rebecca Turner. It's legitimately amazing. On Super Talk Mississippi. Today is Friday. celebrating sweet potatoes here on Good Things Today. Did you know Vardaman is considered the sweet potato capital of the world, which is pretty cool. And chances are when you sit down to your meal on Thursday and you take a dive into that sweet potato casserole or pie, that those taters came from north of Mississippi, Vardaman, Mississippi. And continuing to join us here on Good Things is Sylvia. She is with the Mississippi Sweet Potato Council, but also a wife of a sweet potato farmer, which makes you a farmer as well as part of the farm family um, there. So we definitely love that. Okay, so the age-old question that you hear all the time is sweet potatoes and yams get interchanged and people want to know is a sweet potato a yam or vice versa so straight from the farmer's mouth how do you perceive the two okay on a box of sweet potatoes a lot of times you will see the word yam Um, but that is a marketing ploy and it is a um we can trace it back to the 1940s. The Louisiana farmers were trying to promote their sweet potatoes, and they went to the USDA, Washington, D.C., and they asked permission to market their sweet potatoes as yams. And they got that permission, but they also were told that you have to have truth in marketing, so you're going to have to have the word sweet potatoes on the box. So on the end or somewhere on that box, it's going to say sweet potatoes, and that's going to be checked. And so over the years, that has just become a real um, conflict because people will see yams on a menu and they'll think they're yams. And so they're really not because yams are not grown in America at all. And they come from uh, West Africa and Asia. They date back to uh 50,000 B.C., but sweet potatoes can trace their roots back much further to prehistoric Ecuador and Peru, and they they come from different plant families. They're not even the same plant family, so there's so many differences that we know they're not the same. Now, in America now, with the ethnic um, uh, markets that are in some states, there might be one, uh, a true yam, imported. But the pictures I've seen, they look like somebody carrying a log on their shoulder. They're very long, and they're gray, and they're scaly, and they're very different. And they're not anything like our sweet potatoes, but, of course, it's a very... Uh, confusing subject and there are people that still will not believe these facts they'll say that I eat yams I don't eat sweet potatoes and that's okay <laughs> we don't care okay. what you call them as long as you buy them from us as long as you buy them from us okay so what I'm hearing you say Miss Sylvia while there is a difference the chances are though if you go into your local grocery store and you buy the yams that are in the little circular looking thing that people enjoy or the candied yams you really are eating sweet potatoes yes okay yeah, we'll say that on the ingredient list you would have to work hard in the united states to get a true blue a true, yam yeah. okay yes. well either way we're making our sweet potato farmers happy but there you go um who knew there was such a you know, it's always it always goes down to to marketing as well. Um, when I worked for the dairy farmers in Mississippi, I can tell you they wish they owned the word milk because that can be very confusing in the milk aisle as well. You know, milk doesn't necessarily, from a marketing standpoint, always come from 
you know a cow right. there's now he can come from anything so that's almost the same same way in that respect okay let's talk about the farming though because um i get i think we all know it's a root vegetable like it comes yes. from the dirt but i'm interested in when do you start because we're we're enjoying your harvest now this is the time of year we love our sweet potatoes most even though you can enjoy them year round um but when do you start your season in terms of of planting Okay, sweet potatoes are bedded uh, in March, and that means that um, the sweet potato that, just like you'd buy in the store, only maybe a little smaller, will be carried out and put in the ground and covered up with dirt and black plastic so you'll have a heat component. And after a few weeks, those uh, will sprout, and they'll come through that dirt, and they'll make what we call a slip, a kind of a pencil-shaped, long um, plant that you can carry and take to the field and set out so that's the first step the bedding and the cutting of the slips once they're large enough and then you take them to the field in hampers uh, they're packed as tight as they can go lots and lots of boxes and of course you have to have a, a sweet potato setter with eight people on it at least and a tractor driver and so they go out into the fields and one by one put those slips in the ground wow and so, of course, they have to be cultivated and sprayed and uh, the grass kept out and all the things, the maintenance of the plant. All so the it, things. it will grow, <laughs> you know. There's probably a couple of, well, at least two more trips through the field with a tractor for the farmer. And then, finally, they they um, the plant spread and they meet in the middles. And there's really not a whole lot to do um, except maybe sometimes... Uh, if you have a weed problem, some people will walk them and do a little hoeing. But um, then the main event is the harvest in the fall. And that starts sometimes in, in August, but for September, for sure, September, October, and part of November. We try to get them out before it gets too late in November. But uh, it's very uh, involved. You have many many people in the field you have a lot of diggers Uh, some people do um they turn them up with a plow and they pick them up with workers and so they don't ride the diggers they just walk the the row and pick them up and put them in buckets they call them bucket crews and so um you can imagine taking care of all those people and having them there and um we have to have uh, of course all the hygiene and the water and everything for all those people well i can imagine though miss sylvia over 47 years or 50 years plus you said your husband has been doing this he's probably seen the evolution of technology in getting the taters out of the dirt did C remember having to do any of it by you know manually oh, yes he remembers crawling in the dirt with his mother before he could um before he went to school and picking them up and putting them in a crate that they would have similar to the bucket but it was a little wooden crate that they would have spread across the field and the women and the children would be picking them up and the men would come along and pick up those boxes and carry them to some kind of vic- pickup or some kind of vehicle to take them out of the field and then when you got to the what we call a tater shed you would have to uh, pick up all of those little one bushel crates and stack them in the shed and then when you got ready to sell them you would have to also pick up all those little one bushel crates and take them to market but now we have 20 bushel crates that we move on and off the diggers with the forklift so that's another expense is added you have to have a forklift maybe several forklifts in the field and then now we take them out of the field with um instead of pickups and small trailers and 
and uh, a small truck, uh, 18-wheelers that most everybody has several of. How big are your tater sheds? Oh, they are, they're huge. They're, they're not exactly built like a barn. They're built more like a warehouse. And uh, a lot of people use converted buildings, you know, like maybe in a town that they've bought. And they so they don't always look the same, but usually they're metal buildings built very tall. So you can get about um, six to eight boxes in an, one vertical row. And then, of course, in Vardaman, um, there's lots and lots of, of sweet potato boxes. Of course, that's another industry because somebody has to build those boxes. And uh, some years, it's, it gets very competitive because everybody's wanting a new box, and they need it yesterday. Are they as iconic as, like, the milk carton in terms or the milk crate, should I say, the old tiny milk yeah, crates? The, everybody wants them for other uses? The old crate we still use it for decorative purposes now and uh there's a lot of nostalgia to see that old crate but everybody's happy that they got away from toting them uh <laughs> especially as many times as they had to move them so okay so is it true though that uh and one thing i think people don't realize about sweet potatoes in your tater shed sweet potatoes can last a long time if they're kept at the right environment correct yes yes they actually need to go through a curing process and so they're put in the shed uh, grain we call them and they're ready for the fresh market people don't realize that the, when they first show, show up in stores in the fall they're they're fresh market potatoes and so they have not been cured so usually about uh the first of november or this time of year thanksgiving potatoes that come out are usually all cured and and um, they will taste different because the sugar, um, the starches change to sugar, so they'll be sweeter. But you can use fresh market potatoes any time of the year. Um, you just they just won't be as sweet. How long does it take to cure them? Well, does it that depends. just mean hold them? Like it's curing just the holding? Yeah, yes, um, they're in the in the house in that big old crate and. Um, it's just a matter of time. temperature and time. And, you know, if it's a really hot year, they will cure. They will start curing in the ground. And so the curing process will be a lot shorter than um, a dry, hot year. They'll start curing before they're even dug. Well, we appreciate all the cured or not that make it to the store this time of year so we can get prepared for our Thanksgiving meal. It's coming up next. We're going to ask Miss Sylvia some of her kitchen secrets when it comes to cooking with sweet potatoes right here on Good Things. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Now back to Rebecca Turner. One of the most enlightened people in the world. This is Good Things. Good Things on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Friday, y'all. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Rebecca Turner. We're continuing our sweet potato conversation today with Miss Sylvia Clark. 
She is one of the directors on the Mississippi Sweet Potato Council. She's also the wife to a sweet potato farmer there in Barnum in Mississippi. And we're learning all things tater today. But the best part of a sweet potato, Miss Sylvia, is one on your plate. And there's so many good reasons you should be eating sweet potatoes. And I can say that because I'm a dietitian. But from a farmer's perspective, what do you guys know to be true about the health benefits of a sweet potato? Well, we know that um, the Center for Science and Public Interest uh, did a um, study, and sweet potatoes were ranked 194 points, and the next uh, vegetable was ranked at 83 points. And so that's 101 points more than a sweet potato ranked by this uh, very renowned um, science concern in California and Nobody has disproved these facts. And the carrot that we were taught in school that was so wonderful is down at number 30 and at um, 30 points and sweet potato 184. So that's over 150 points ahead. And so what we have missed over all these years is that sweet potatoes have that beta carotene just like carrots. And they're good for your eyes and they're good for your health and they have antioxidants and vitamins and fiber, which is hard to get in your diet. So if you eat a good sweet potato, uh, you can get your supply of fiber for the day. And you do need to eat the skin along with it as your dietitian's telling you. Or that would be the that would take it to the next level. To right. Get some that, of that would fiber definitely take it to, to the, the next, next level. level. And they have iron and we were just discussing um that they're plant-based, of course, and so vegans can eat sweet potatoes, and they don't have to be prepared in an unhealthy way. You Which know. is usually where it's like, oh, I like sweet potatoes, because, you know, our, our poll that's still going on in the Good Things Facebook group is asking casserole, pie, or other, and those usually aren't the healthiest manners and enjoying your enjoying your sweet potatoes. So, Miss Sylvia, you've been cooking them for 47 years, um, as that you've been married to a farmer. So what are your healthy twists, other than just a good old plain uh, roasted sweet potato, in my opinion, would be the simplest way to enjoy it in the healthiest manner. But what are some of your tricks to making sweet potato favorites healthier? Well, that's one of my my tricks is just what you said is um, is starting with a baked sweet potato instead of a uh, boiled or or make the puree some other way. And what I do is I bake them because it enhances the flavor. It's more intense, and then you also get more of the nutrients and the vitamins out of it. Then if you boil them, um, peel them, and boil them, you're going to boil out a lot of the nutritional value. So that's what I try to avoid and it takes a little bit more time but I just do a whole oven full two or three times a year especially in the fall when I'm doing a lot of holiday baking and then I get it to the puree stage and I might measure it out in one cup um, increments or maybe um, six cups because I double my casserole when I make one I make a great big one and so I put them in the freezer that way in different oh that's you know, a good idea that's a good tip and then that way I can make a pie or I can do whatever you well Miss Sylvia how long are you roasting like if you have a big tray of sweet potatoes are you cutting them in half or are you putting them in whole no how I do you prepare them I just wash them off some people will put oil on them and and wrap them in fall I don't do any of that I just 
get a foiled lined tray and I wash them off and I put as many as I can on a tray touching and then I um, cook them until they're soft. Sometimes I have to put some of the bigger ones back in, you know, and cook them a little longer. I'll take the What's the oven on? uh, About 400. Okay. You know, I like it pretty hot. Do you you turn them at any point in the time? No, don't turn them. I just let them sit there and cook and when they start smelling good and they smell up your house, you know, it makes you think about holidays. And so that's an added benefit to cooking your sweet potatoes like that. Um, and it just makes you hungry for the all the holiday foods. So then you take them out and you, I guess you peel them and that's where you get your puree. I never thought about doing them right. in batches, but so that's a great tip. Yeah. All right. What's some of your other kitchen tips, Miss Sylvia, when it comes to sweet potatoes? Well, I also... Um, add them to things uh like the other night i had a a recipe for a soup and the it was one of the low carb uh popular things that's happening now and this lady said to add some carrots to it because that would add um flavor not necessarily that you would actually taste the carrots in the soup so i decided to cut up some sweet potatoes i did put a few baby carrots in it but i added um two big sweet potatoes and you it didn't even it was potato soup and i expected and broccoli and i expected it to turn orange but it didn't and you really couldn't even taste the sweet potatoes but i just enjoyed it more than any soup i think i've ever made and i'm going to credit that to the nutritional value of the sweet potatoes well, well, added. you're allowed to do that here and you have to take that to the sweet potato um oh the cooking contest you mentioned each year when y'all have the festival when That's is the right. sweet potato festival by the way okay the sweet potato festival is always the first saturday in november and then the second saturday in november we have the cooking contest in the afternoon and the dishes are judged there's several different categories not everything is sweet and and then um, that night we have a, an event where we give out the um, all the blue ribbons to the winners, and then we have something called the Mayor's Trophy that we give to um, the very best original sweet potato recipe that has been entered for this year, that particular year. And so that when we say original, that doesn't mean that you can't see something in a magazine that looks good, and maybe it's a pumpkin recipe, and you say, "Oh, I'm going to say." sweet potatoes that qualifies uh, because it's not the same recipe so who obviously we missed that this year we're just on the back end of November, excuse me November so what won this year okay this year it was a um, cookie bar type thing yes. that um, had coconut sprinkled on the top and it had a, a sweet potato layer you could see the orange in it but it was sort of a bread um with the orange sweet potato and then the coconut um sprinkle on top so it was definitely a cookie bar and then second place that almost won was a child in the children's entry and he had just slices sweet potatoes kind of um uh, and rounds and then he put honey on them and roasted those in the oven for a while and once the potato got done he took it out and put uh, marshmallows and then just set them back in and let them roast and so that was a very simple dish and not too much added sugar and it almost won the mayor's cup because i can imagine sometimes it's the simplicity of allowing the sweet potato to you know shine in its right. own flavors or way and just sort of complimenting it now i know you uh, you're also here with the Sweet Potato Council. Um, does that compile all the hundred, you said hundred sweet potato farmers that we have in Mississippi? 
Yes, they're all represented. There's actually 12 of us that make up the council as directors. And uh, we try to, to do things that uh, promote sweet potatoes. And I say that anytime the word sweet potato is said, uh, no matter what state or who they're talking about, it benefits all of us. And one example I'll have of that is sometimes you see a um, advertisement on TV for a steakhouse, say, and they'll be showing their steak but sitting right there beside it is big old baked sweet potato with some melting uh, butter melting on top so every time people see that or hear the word sweet potatoes they um all mississippi sweet potato farmers uh, benefit from it so across the nation there's really um there's several states that have quite a few sweet potatoes but there's about 500 sweet potato farm families that actually raise sweet potatoes. So you think about 500 families raising the sweet potatoes that will feed the whole United States as well as some other countries in the world. That's not a lot. No, it's not. It's not a whole lot. And so I think we're pretty special, and I think what we do is very beneficial. And it makes me proud to be a farmer as well as uh, to be a Mississippian. So is it going? Is it pretty busy at, back at home in Vardaman right now? Oh yeah, 18-wheeler um, trucks are going out to you know all the big cities and um, grocery stores, the chains. Um, Yes. I bet downtown Bardeman sort of is bustling this time of year. It's completely different than any other city in uh, in Mississippi, I would per se. Yes, it definitely is. And you see um, strange trucks on the little roads that go out to the different sheds, and they'll be creeping along, and they stop at air, or they slow down at every single thing that um, remotely looks like a tater shed. They're trying to find certain ones, you know. And so I get so tickled, I want to get in front of them and say, come follow me come 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 you got a long way to go <laughs> <laughs> oh miss sylvia this has been so much fun today um we've learned a lot about uh, sweet potatoes as well as hopefully better ways to enjoy them where can we go to get more information well the sweet potato council has a website it's uh, uh mssweetpotato.org so uh, there's some recipes there, and there's some of these that um, they do at Sweet Potato Sweets, which was, you know, definitely grew out of the sweet potato industry, uh, the bakery there. But there's a few that they do that are not uh, available because they have proprietary control of those. But for the most part, anybody can bake these things if they want to take the time and effort to do it. All righty. Well, stick with us. we got more good things coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's back. Now back to Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. It's Friday. It's 
Friday, which means it's football time, although that's winding down. But starting this afternoon at 6 p.m., just after Sports Talk Mississippi, you'll find out what's happening across the state with all the teams in your area on the scoreboard preview show. Plus, you can listen to a ton of high school games just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. Then at 10 p.m. tonight, you'll get all the scores, all the highlights, and all the updates with the Mississippi Farm Bureau scoreboard show right here on Super Talk Mississippi. You can watch the score ticker at supertalk.fm slash watch. And then Sunday, if you haven't gotten enough sports, we've got a new show for you, which is on Sunday morning. You can check out Sports Sunday. It is from 8 to 10 a.m. It's hosted by Michael Borky along with Stephen Gagliano, and you'll get the first reaction to everything that happened over the weekend. So you tune in to it the same way you tune into good things whether it's on your radio or streaming live on supertalk.fm or you can watch it at supertalk.fm slash watch now i thought i was gonna let you go miss sylvia but then i got to thinking about these sweets and i was like no i can't let you get back to vardaman until you enlightening us on how we can bring sweet potatoes into our desserts other than just the sweet potato pie so you mentioned this is the sweet potato sweets what's it called the it's the bakery in vardaman but that's the name of it sweet, sweet potato, potato sweets. sweets okay yes. so you brought me a platter what can people start putting sweet potatoes in at home this holiday season that they wouldn't normally think about well you really can put them in anything uh, i like them stirred into cornbread every now and then really uh, pureed right the puree and um they'll at home um call me forrest gump but um uh, it's like his list, you know. Sweet potatoes can be added to so many things, and they are so good for you. And they have the antioxidants, and they've actually been considered to be a cancer-fighting um, food. They are actually listed on the superfoods. So, um, like just like I added them to that soup, you know, I cut them into chunks. But by the time it cooked down, they were pretty much just pureed in that so maybe you could have just put in the puree but um, recently in the contest there was a sweet potato salad that was um, you've seen the recipe for the southwestern dip and they added um, chunks of sweet potatoes into it changed the taste of the salad it had the black beans the corn all of that and it it was so good and I'm sure very healthy tell me what's not healthy though but I can't get enough of because you brought us a wonderful platter here on good things of all the smorgasbord of things I've never thought about putting sweet potatoes in. One being fudge. Right. I think the sweet potatoes adds to the the creaminess of the fudge, and you don't really taste the flavor of the sweet potato. The fudge comes in peanut butter, vanilla, or chocolate, and that's the taste that you taste, but you've got the benefit of those vitamins and nutrients in the fudge, and you've got... um, the creaminess once again that helps the consistency of the fudge now one thing on your platter i feel like we've all make or some of us make it weekly for our family are sausage balls which you can make a platter of i never would have ever thought to put put sweet potatoes in the sausage ball so if you take a standard sausage ball recipe miss sylvia how do i add what do i add or subtract so i can start sort of experimenting with sweet potatoes well you don't have to subtract anything you take your recipe use it exactly like it's written and add one cup of sweet potato puree to it and then you just roll out your balls and cook them and um to me they taste 
uh, less greasy. To let well, you're you're sort of spreading the love there, and it, and you can't taste the sweet potato at all. Now, there's one thing on the ceasefire text line in Rhino who has been going wild about, and it's called a sweet potato log. And so I finally got my first slice of sweet potato log, and I'll have to say I can see where this can completely replace, say, a cinnamon roll or something like that for you know a good holiday morning breakfast or brunch type thing where you just want a good cup of coffee by a fire. What is the sweet potato? log well it's um it's of course sweet potato puree and flour and sugar and um several spices although it's not over spiced and then the center is cream cheese and goodies that make that really special and uh, of course you have to cook it and roll out the roll and then unroll it and uh do the so cream it's a cheese. little bit more intense. Yes, yes. It, it's. Uh, I am happy that the sweet potato sweet shop is next door, and I can go over and buy that one. Is there any way we can order from them online? Yes, or? they have a website, sweetpotatosweets.com. Just go online. They ship all over the world, actually. Are they in any of our grocery stores or uh, local stores? I don't know that they're. Rhino saying no. No. But Rhino will agree that the sweet potato roll. Or you. It's life changing. It's three pounds of magic. <laughs> sweet potato sweets will be happy to hear that. They do have them in Starville, and they may have them in some of the stores in Oxford. Well, Miss Sylvia, this has been a delicious day here on Good Things. I do appreciate your time, and I know you got to get back to the farm, but we will all be thinking differently about sweet potatoes coming up next Thursday when we sit down to Thanksgiving. Make sure you're supporting your Mississippi farmer. When you do go to the store, just look on the box and make sure you see Mississippi when you're buying sweet potatoes. But stick with us. you got plenty coming up next. you got Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, but until Monday, guys, I hope you all find time for the good things. This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.